This is Dale Buckter's Financial Clinic. Securities are offered through United Planners Financial Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Dale Buckner, Inc. is a registered investment advisory firm. Dale Buckner, Inc. and United Planners are not affiliated. This is Dale Buckner's Financial Clinic, and I'm visiting with Eli Wilkerson. And Eli, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you became a, an expert in preventing fraud. Well, I, st- uh, I run Praxis Detection Services, a licensed private investigation company. I also help out with fraud prevention and cybercrime prevention as well. Earned a master's degree from West Texas A&M University. Served Afghanistan 2010, 2011, had to deal with financial crime and government corruption at the local level over there. And that's kind of where the counter fraud bug, anti-financial crime kind of took a hold of me over there. And it's been fascinating for me ever since. And when we kind of visit really about fraud, that there's a vast amount of different types of fraud that are happening. Uh, uh, many of these frauds are, are uh, perpetrated on people that are investing. And so it's when we kind of come back into the, the worst of the worst was somebody that did a Ponzi scheme, but that was a, a gentleman that actually had people investing in, in an investment that was completely worthless. He spent the money. He, he was promising everybody a ridiculously good rate of return, usually substantially double what the average was over that course of time, much more than the stock market could pay, and was mm-hmm. pretty much telling them that they had no risk. <laughs> All right, so as we go through, I'm going to steal from you. Why not just give the big lie? You have oh. zero risk of ever losing a penny. We're going to guarantee that you're going to be making a really good rate of return. Oh, my. Okay, so this fraud, Bernie Madoff, if, if we're going the Bernie Madoff route, or we could actually I talk love, about. <laughs> I, I love his name is Bernie. You've got to love somebody. You just give them all your millions of dollars. Oh, man. Um, Bernie. His last yeah. name is Madoff. I mean, Bernie made off with all the money. Yeah, yeah, it's like it. It's like it wrote itself. I mean, it just like you couldn't write. You can't. Sometimes reality is stranger than fiction. It really is. But Bernie Madoff was the classic Ponzi scheme to where. So for your listeners, the Ponzi scheme works as such. It's also known as a pyramid scheme. So. The first investors come in, the second investors come in, and the second investor's money is used to used by the fraudster for to maintain their lifestyle, buy their fancy cars, take buy their planes, buy their property, whatever. And then a portion of that money also goes to pay off the first investors to make it look like there are those guaranteed returns that you talked about. Well, and then you've got the third wave of investors and then the fourth wave of investors, and then it snowballs. Mathematically speaking, you will run out of new investors and the whole thing will collapse. But it's also a high pressure sales. So it's if you do not get in right now, you're not going to have the opportunity later on. And so 
he makes that. Oh, go ahead. Are, are ridiculously good guarantees. One of the current ones that's out there that is um, there's been cease and desist orders by the state securities board and the SEC multiple mm -hmm. times that are on promissory notes that are not technically real. <laughs> so they just promise, a promissory note says that they're gonna pay you 10, 12%, that you have a guaranteed principle, that you have this and that. And, and so essentially it is the con artist selling you a piece of paper that likely is worthless. That, it's, it's a sticky note. It's ink and a piece of paper saying, hey, it's not backed by anything. If, it, if you ask, so I'm going to kind of do a little bit here because I'm the certified financial planner. This, yeah, that's your lane. Yeah, that's your lane. So as we do this, if you ask them, what is your security, are, are you securities licensed? And they say, no, I don't have to be. Hmm. The promissory note. So do you work for a bank? No, I don't have to be. This is a promissory note. So are you insurance licensed? No, I don't have to be. This is a promissory note. That's pretty much meaning that it's not real. It, <laughs> it's not have, a legit investment. You can't have no. a securities without going through the appropriate licensing and having it be issued by the S, having it be looked at by FINRA and the SEC. Yes. So that's, so this is where I'll put this into a situation to where say like if somebody called me up and said, Hey, I want you to do a due diligence investigation on, I got this hedge fund manager and he says, this is a, like a opportunity of a lifetime. And they do a buy and they want me to do a due diligence to lo look into how legit is this? One of the first things I'm going to do is I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call you as a certified financial planner and go, one, have you ever heard of this person? Two, these are the type of investments that he's claiming to be in there because all this stuff, like what you're saying, they're going to be licensed. There's going to be insurances in place to where it's going to be, okay, so what's, why, doesn't, why doesn't this guy come up on your radar whenever you're in the same... I could you're, you're in the same market as him in theory. Yeah. And it's paying 12% and there was no risk. Why wouldn't I be selling it? Yes. To my my clients. Why wouldn't I, I? If, it, if it's that good of a financial product? They don't exist out there. I'm telling but, you. Yeah. That but I mean that's one of the that's one of the things that and I bring that up because they're that's one of the things that could have stopped Madoff earlier in his Ponzi scheme was somebody picking up the phone and going, hey, I want to verify these quote unquote trades through, you know, the appropriate, you know, stock market, the appropriate records through Security and Exchanges Commission, because none of them existed. It was all made up. Sure. And so there, there was no paper trail. The, the paper trail that was there was completely made up. And so whenever somebody said, hey, I want to see what the trades were, then he literally had made up forms. Well, you could take that and verify it. There you go. And, and that's really the actual discovery was done years before mm -hmm. by a fraud expert 
So happening, the that those trades did not produce 15% a year. The trades so, that you said they did don't produce 15% a year. It produces some years it produced 20% and other years it lost money. Correct. And so the gentleman always produced 15% a year. If the trend line, I don't know if you're, if the trend line shows, if you look and you plot it out and the trend line shows a consistent 45 degree angle, no breaks, no fluctuations, no nothing. And it's a 45 degree angle going up. There's a huge issue because the math and market corrections are not going to support a perfect 45 degree trend line. It's just not going to happen. The math will not support that. Um, the gentleman that you're talking about, um, for your listeners, if they have the downtime and they want a great like summer read sometime, um, read the book when no one. It's called When No One Would Listen. It's by it's called by Harry Markopoulos. He's the certified fraud examiner. He's also a fellow civil affairs officer, um, sister unit way up in New York. Um, but he was the one that actually broke it down from the math perspective. And in, in his book, he makes it super simple to understand. You'll have to get into all the weird like financial maths. But he, he in his book, he breaks down on how it doesn't what Bernie Madoff was doing didn't even make sense. Yeah, it may, it, yeah, exactly. Where you you should have they should have known better. Yes. If some of the investors were institutional class investors that were mm -hmm. extremely knowledgeable and the materials that can be produced are amazing in trying to prove that they actually are making that. So you, it's really is harder to, to tell that than it, you might think just looking at the papers, you would have known those were fake uh, documents. Every one of those clients got a report at the mm -hmm. end showing that they had made money. Every yes. one. And mm -hmm. They showed that they had a brokerage account that had that had the the securities in it. It showed how they've been traded. It, it's amazing. I mean, that must have been a bear to try to. Uh, keep that con going after it, it sort of like sort of took off. And then all of a sudden he had to really work at it harder to be able not, to keep that. Not only did going. he have, not only did he have to work at it, but he wasn't the only one that got convicted. There were several members of his staff. It got so large as a Ponzi scheme that I don't remember how many people were working with him, but it was so large and required so much management that he had people underneath him in his firm that were completely aware of exactly what was happening and they went along with it because and, it was so large. Eli, have you had the chance to kind of uh, be approached by someone that has uh, had this kind of fraud on them? I have had, <laughs> I have had some people that have come to me and said, hey, we've got a, there's this startup company and they want, they're like, hey, what's your opinion of it and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I give you a couple of hours. I go and I just look at like some of the filings and stuff like that. I'm like this, there's, there's nothing filed at the county level. It's you need to tread lightly. 
I mean, yeah, they, we all hear about startups and stuff like that. Some of them are legitimate. Some of them are not. But be very cautious if anybody's going to ask you to be an initial investor in a company. Make sure that you have a full awareness of what, what's the articles of incorporation. What's actually going to what's going to be the flow? Who are the other members in the startup? Because if it's just like, oh, I got some guy over on the East Coast and some guy over on the West Coast, you need to be able to talk with those people as well. So take the Bernie Madoff kind of idea, shrink it all the way down to something smaller, like economies of scale here, bring it down lower. You should be able to talk with, you know, like if say there's someone was here in the Amarillo area, hey, there's a startup here in the Amarillo area, you could be an initial investor. And okay, fine. You need to be able to talk with the other ones. Eli, let's go yeah. ahead. Give your numbers one more time. All right. So my my contact information is 806-848-0880. I can also be found on the web. Uh, you can find my company. Simple browser search. Just look for Praxis Detection Services. Just put Amarillo at the end of it, and you will find my investigations company. If you'd like to visit with a certified financial planner professional at Dale Buckner, Inc., you can get a hold of us at 806-358-7977, our 800 number, 1-800-299-PLAN. Or you can just Google Dale Buckter and get my website comes up. <laughs> I, I'm going to say this <laughs> with a little pride. I'm still the number one Dale Buckter in the world. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. This is Dale Buckter's Financial Clinic. And visiting with Eli Wilkerson, we're talking about frauds. And during the break, he and I were talking about the frauds that have actually been put on us. And I'm going to say the classic fraud really has always been the bookkeeper that steals from the company. Mm -hmm. I'm the telling you, so I go through here and, and really is there any business owner, including me, that has had an employee that has maybe been stealing from them, or they have the food go out the back door of the mm -hmm. restaurant, or the bottles of booze, or I, I, mm -hmm. I've done a little bit of investigation on where the booze goes at in okay. a, maybe so in a place. So the so the idea, the embezzlement scheme is normally you'll see it with like a check lapping scheme or there's a secondary account that is built. Normally, kind of like what we were talking about in the previous break, Ponzi schemes get large. Embezzlement schemes get large as well. The embezzler, this type of fraudster, has to keep a second set of books so that they know how to, and I know my fellow forensic accountants are going to start throwing things at me if I get this term right, reconcile the books because they're going to make the books look the legitimate books. They're going to make them look right, but they also got to know how the money is flowing and what they've also paid out to so they can keep the numbers flowing right. And so one of the classic hallmarks in an embezzlement scheme, well, whenever everything was done on paper, the classic was that you would always have in the, sec in the drawer next to you, you would actually have the old paper ledgers and you'd have a second set of books. Well, now it can all be done digitally. It can be done electronically. A second set of Excel spreadsheets, a second set of QuickBooks 
you know, something like that, that the the fraudster has to do for our fellow business owners. One of the easiest ways to do this, and there was a fraud that was out of Illinois. Um, The fraud is the fraudster was known as Rita Crundwell and it was the largest known municipal fraud. But what she did was she built one bank account to where, and it looked like, like if you literally looked at the title of the account, compared it to the legitimate account, the only thing that was different was like a period on whatever the account was. So unless you really knew what you were looking for, just based on how the checks were, she also had sole check signing authority, mail opening authority, depositing authority. There was no division of duties. And she was able to, making $50,000 a year, she was able to maintain internationally bred quarter horses, traveled all over the United States, had a big, massive, multi-million dollar quarter horse operation but yet she was working for the city of Dixon. If I if I remember, if I get the city right, Dixon. But she was only making like fifty thousand a year, and but nobody even asked. Well, but the lifestyle doesn't match the salary. Now, granted, there are some people. Hey, you know, there you do inherit some stuff from families, but those red flags were the massive lifestyle. Like she should have been making six figures, not five figures to support what her lifestyle was. That was one of the, that was one of the huge flags and the city actually had to bring the FBI in to investigate because it eventually got so large, but it was a basic and classic embezzlement scheme. When we, Second set of books. When we come back into that, if this can be this big or it can be just as big as just give me your debit card, Eli. Mm-hmm. Can then just make those deposits for you, and you don't have to worry about this mess. It's yeah. real easy for me to go ahead and run the cash drawer and the deposits. Mm-hmm. You give me your debit card and your password, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna. It's so simple for me just to run, and you don't even have to show up anymore to run your business. Correct. So the, if I remember right, the the CPAs. And us that are certified fraud examiners will tell you a division in your accounting part of your organization, regardless of what type of organization, doesn't matter if it's a church, nonprofit, for profit, you need to have a division of duties regarding how the monies flow in and how the monies flow out of the organization. So that when somebody opening the, the opening the, the envelopes, when the check payments come in, that they do not have check signing authority and they do not have deposit authority regarding the accounts so that they don't control it all. Got to take another break here. That's the, there's certain things that are certain. Yes. Breaks are always certain. So give me your phone number one more time. Best way to get a hold of me. With Eli Wilkerson about fraud. The best way to get a hold of me is 806 Eight four eight zero eight eight zero. Find me on the web. Just search Praxis Detection Services. Put Amarillo at the end of it. You'll find my company um, available for investigations and consulting. If you'd like to visit with a certified financial planner professional at Dale Buckner Inc., 
give us a call at 806-358-7977. 1-800-299-PLAN will work too.